Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. That's greenlight.com slash ACAST. April 19, 2021. Hanging out. Garlic. Philanthropy. A different vaccine. Beer for dogs and beer for people, and stuff about poo. This is awesome today. Awesome today is a mostly daily podcast, or it might be part of a double blind study conducted by the CIA, effectively an extension of old mind control studies like MKUltra. If you don't like it, please continue to listen anyway so that our data gathering is not compromised. Hello there. Well, hello, sexy lady. Whoa. (laughs) We need to pause the video. It's early on a Monday for that kind of talk, isn't it? For the listeners, it's Sunday, which everyone knows is the fun day. It is a fun day for us in real time. And actually, Uh no, I made that part up. Okay. We're old. We don't have sex anymore. (laughs) That happens. (laughs) Happy Monday to you and to everyone. Well, thank you. And happy Monday, April 19th, to you. Now, April 19th, you ask an Oklahoman about April 19th. Oklahomans of a certain age. Never forget. Apparently, yes. It's a a date, April 19th. Not awesome for Oklahomans. Many Americans may remember. This is the anniversary of the Murrah Building bombing. This is kind yes. of a bummer way. It's not an awesome way. It's a federal building for yes. those of you it was. unaware. Yeah. Well, it still is. It's, Did they rebuild it? They, yeah, they patched some things up. Yeah. Okay. The Alfred P. Murrah. Both of us. Building. Oh, both of us are old enough to remember the precise moment. I felt it. You did. You were closer to Oklahoma City than I was. Honestly, I was a, a solid fifteen to twenty miles away, but the concussion of it, yeah, disrupted my day where you, I was. You were a freshman in college. I was yes. a senior in high school. We were in different cities. We didn't know each other yet. It was my fifteenth freshman year in college, as <laughs> I recall, because you've had so many. I was in my sixties. But truly, you were in Edmond, which is just north of here, Mm -hmm. of Oklahoma City, on that day. And you did feel it. Yeah. Yeah, we thought thought the windows in the classroom that I was in were going to break. It was that concussive feeling. Oh, my gosh. Well, I was a bit further down south in Ardmore, in southern Oklahoma, senior year. My then-boyfriend at the time and I had skipped class to go buy shoes for prom for me. My boyfriend had for his him? covered. You no. were buying him some taste, his, tasteful flats? His were covered. This was back in the day when we matched our tasteful shoes. Tasteful flats a thing? Absolutely. Okay. Yes. I just wanted to make sure that my, no, you didn't miss my things were correct. You did not misspeak. But um, that was back in the day when you had the dye to match shoes. Yes. Dye to match. Yes. So we had, Do not step in soda pop on the floor. It will suck... The soda pop up just like it did the dye. How did you know that? My sister. 
Okay, interesting. Her shoes looked like crap warmed over after the problem. <laughs> they weren't high quality shoes, mm -mm. okay? Right. This was before, speaking of tasteful, before young women just started wearing cute sandals and other shoes. Uh, Army boots. I definitely people have worn army boots or Doc Martens to prom. Not so much army, but still a boot. Yes. Uh, we had skipped class so we could go to a little boutique and the boutique had the live coverage going. It's a day I literally will always remember. But anyway, in Oklahoma City, we live in the shadow of that and drive past the... You keep saying that, but we've never officially stated what it was. The Murrah Building bombing. The bombing. Yes. Timothy McVeigh. Yes. April 19th, 1995. Yeah, it was a thing. So that's a thing. As Oklahomans, we can't not say that on April 19th, right. but it's not awesome. So let's move on. Okay. Well, it is National Hanging Out Day. All right. Let's now, hang. calm down for just a minute. It's not about hanging your junk out the front of your shorts. Well, I mean... I mean, I guess any day. Well, could be it's that not day. specifically about okay. that. Okay. It's actually this holiday is designed to encourage people to hang out their laundry. Oh, sexy. On a line. Yeah. yeah. Instead of using a dryer okay. to dry them. Mm -hmm. um, after all, drying clothes on a clothesline has benefits not only for your pocketbook, but also for the environment. So on April 19th, you might. Want to hang out your clothes to dry. Okay. And not hanging them out to dry like you're selling them out. <laughs> that is, yes, it's a euphemism also. It works on a lot of levels. It here. does. It does. It's a multifaceted thing. Yeah. Now, National Hanging Out Day began when several organizations, including Project Laundry List, sponsored uh, this day in 1995. They all worked together to do a thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Project Laundry List is an organization that promotes washing laundry in cold water yep. and air drying as a way to save energy. Indeed. Since its inception, people all over the world have taken the time out of their day to hang their laundry on a line to dry. Okay. We don't have a laundry line. We don't? But we do hang we some do. clothes to dry. We you've lay probably, them out. You've probably not seen it because it's buried in the cobwebs of the basement. But if you were to go down and examine, as you stand in the basement, the roof, which is the floor of the first floor, yeah. uh, the underside of it, there is a thing that you could pull out and string to be a laundry Are you line. serious? We've lived mm -hmm. in this house for almost nine years. I've never noticed that. Well, it would require looking up to where the spiders live. And you hate spiders, so you don't look up. Fair that point. That's the thing about our basement. It does have spiders and snakes. Or <laughs> snacks, as some people refer to them Okay. As. Um, what are some good reasons to hang your clothes to dry? Well, one, yes, the environmental consideration. Yep. Um, it's been estimated by someone who knows if they're trustworthy <laughs> that if all Americans line dried their clothes for just six months a year, it would save 3% of the United States total residential output of CO2, carbon dioxide, in layman's terms. Okay. Now, is that impactful? I don't know. I don't know. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here is the thing. From my perspective. Okay, Your Honor. Who, with a heavy H and the who, yeah. gives a shit? <gasps> How dare you? At, at the rate of 3%, you do whatever makes your life tolerable. That's a good point. It's not, this ain't going to make or break things. Okay. You do what makes you feel right. Fine. There's other ways to save energy that are much more impactful than this. So you, you do what makes you feel right. I feel like you're, you're dampening the heart of National Hanging Out Day. Well, I'm hanging out below the camera line, if that makes anyone feel better. <laughs> or worse, whatever the case may be. Um, now, some very real recognizable benefits to you. Because honestly, I'm a firm believer that change only occurs when in fact the benefit is felt at the personal level. True. It's very abstract, this concept of 3% of the national output of whatever. Mm -hmm. You're not you're not going to gain a lot of advocates. Okay. Um, what will happen though is that your clothes will last longer. Mm -hmm. 
high heat drying, even medium heat drying. It's going to break down your the fibers in your clothing. It's also going to alter the fit. That's true. Of things, as yes. you are well versed in. Um, my pants. I'm I'm one of those people that lives in between two sizes on the yes. appropriate inseam of yep. of pant. I get it. And so, when I buy something that's the most close to fitting, it doesn't take a lot of trips through the dryer before I'm I'm looking like I'm waiting for rain. High waters. High waters, as they say. That's what they call them. Yes. So. I like to have my my breeches, as it were, well. washed and then laid out or hung to dry mm. so that we don't get that extra shrinkage going on. Mm-hmm. It makes them last longer, which protects our pocketbook a little bit. And hey, just as a side bonus in this instance, helps the environment a little bit, right? Yep. Um, saves money, yeah. whether it's your electricity in your home or you going to put quarters into the machine at sure. the the old laundromat or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. As somebody, you do prefer, we've talked about, we've been doing the wash and fold, but your clothes, your t-shirts, your shirts like you're wearing today, your pants, I do wash those myself at the laundromat. Laundromat. And I bring them home and lay them out to dry. Mm-hmm. So In the driveway. People <laughs> walk by and try to steal them and I run out and I fire a pistol in the air <laughs> just because I can't. Um, how do you feel about the non-dried clothes? Because, you know, there is a, there's a textural, it's uh, a textural, it's abrasive. Do you, like when you put on a pair of pants that have just been laid out to dry and they're all crusty and, and kind of stiff, let's be honest, it's great for the environment, your pocketbook, your clothes. It's hard on the crotch. <laughs> Is the trade-off worth it, is what I'm ultimately asking. Well, for me, the trade-off is a little bit of crispiness versus being too short. Okay. And I'd rather endure the first 30 minutes of crispiness to not walk around all day thinking, are they stirring at my pant legs because they're too short? (laughs) Are they looking at my inseam? Stop looking. Yeah, stop looking there. Okay. All right. So if I, I do agree with you. Ultimately... It comes down to what's going to make your life the most livable, the most awesome mm-hmm. in the moment. If you want to throw your clothes on a clothesline today, if you have one hidden in your basement, which apparently we do. We do. But we're not here to uh, line dry shame anybody. No, 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 no. Try it today. And if you hate it, never do it again. Never do it again. There's plenty of other ways to honor the environment. But your your biggest impact on the world is your own state of mind. I and agree. so if we're in... Line dried clothes makes you agitated and a pain in the ass to be around. Don't do that. Don't do it. Okay. That's our ultimate takeaway. Yeah. I had something to add to this and I lost it. I'm going to come back to you. Skim the notes, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I can't think of what it was. Talking about those crispy crotches. Crispy crotches. That was, in fact, (laughs) one of my nicknames in high school. Okay. What else is today? Well, it's National Garlic Day. All right. Breathe on somebody. I don't think this can be celebrated enough. Every day is Garlic Day for you. Every day is Garlic Day. Blame it on my Eastern European Slavic roots. When we get to the end of this section, will you please tell the people about Yitzinitsi? Sure, I will. Okay, but let's talk about Garlic Day Okay. Well, actually native to Iran and Central Asia, so they claim... Garlic has been cultivated for at least 5,000 years. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of years. A lot of years. Um, Egyptians were introduced to it in 3,200 B.C. Mm -hmm. Or 3,200 B.C. However you choose to say it. Um, They used it for the mummification process, Mm -hmm. believing that the odor of garlic would protect souls of the deceased from evil spirits. Certainly, in your lifetime, garlic protects you from vampires and vampirism. That's the main reason to keep garlic in your home, I feel well, like. Well, that and to get rid of uh, abscesses. I have literally cured my own self from an abscess tooth using garlic. Yeah, you both, like you swallowed cloves of it whole, right? I did, yes. And also held it on the abscessed Yeah, uh, it's kind of magic. Tooth. It, it really is. It's kind of magic. If yes. you want to get all fanciful in your discussion of superfoods... Don't overlook garlic. Mm-hmm. Spirulina, who gives a shit? What what spirulina do? Well, it tasted bad, but it didn't cure your tooth. I am 
genuinely in awe that you remembered what spirulina is? Of course I do. It's a thing this, that will never matter to me in life, so of course I remember. It just bubbled to the top of your mind yes, as you were talking it about it erupted. <laughs> yeah. Um, during the late Middle Ages, the English used it purely, not for cooking, but for medicinal purposes. It's legit. Now, we had a healthy dose of garlic Mm-hmm. Today, yeah, we we do that a lot. I find garlic delightful, uh-huh. and if we all eat it, we can only smell our own breath and not each other's. There we go. Um, here's what we did, and this was quite delightful. I'm going to give you the the rough how I do it, which measurements in my cookbook mm. often rely on quantities that things come in. Yes. So I bought a pound of bacon. Yep. Sixteen ounces. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't like measure out this many pieces of baking. No, just take the whole thing. Use kitchen shears because that's easy. And I snipped it up into little pieces into a hot cast iron skillet. Yep. Cooked that, let it render its fat, all that, start to get crispy. And then I dumped in one diced up onion and put in probably, I used a teaspoon heaping. It was probably the equivalent of a tablespoon and a half of, of garlic. Yeah. We cheated. We bought the minced in a jar of garlic instead of chopping our own. You've come to a point in your life where you do prefer a charred minced garlic instead of mincing it up yourself. I, whenever I use garlic, I use a large amount. Yeah. But I don't use it at every time I cook, mm-hmm. at every meal. So quite often what happens is we have garlic that sprouts and yeah. it's weird and stuff. Yeah. So this is a... It's a compromise. Mm-hmm. It works. It's mm-hmm. good. It's fine. It's yeah. fine. It's perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. We do that. Dumped in a whole bunch of garlic. We cook the mess out of all of that. Let the onions get all translucent and delicious. Then we dumped that on top of a block of cream cheese. Indeed, yes. Mixed that together. Then I dumped probably, gosh, half of a thing of uh, like your, your, your Parmesan cheese, the crappy kind it comes already grated. Mm. Well, it was a mix of Parmesan and Romano. Mm. Doesn't matter. Pick whatever cheeses you want. It was just ultimately to get more cheese in it. Yes. Besides the cream cheese, which isn't really cheese, and it's not really cream. Think about that. Um, <laughs> dumped that in, and then I think the only other thing I added was a few tablespoons of lemon juice. Oh, yeah, that's right. And a little sour cream. Oh, yes, yes, a little sour cream. So we got some some acid mm-hmm. in there with all of that. Yes. Stirred it all together. It was good enough. It was delicious enough. I had to fight Meg off of just eating it, it was, out of the bowl. I was eating it out of the bowl. It was so good. Really tasty. Yes. Really tasty. Then I took a bunch of mushrooms Whole mushrooms, tore the the stem out of them so there was a cavity Mm -hmm. in them. Mm -hmm. And I filled those up with that good stuff. Yeah. And I took three, they were huge. They were like, what, three and a half, four inch long jalapenos? Yes. I cut those in half, pulled all the yucky out of the inside of them, and filled them with it, and then baked it at 425 for 15 minutes altogether. Delicious. It browned, because of the cheese, Mm. especially the Parmen Romano in there, Mm. it browned the top of it a little bit. It softened the mushroom and the the pepper shell. Yeah, those were legit. Delicious. very good. Could have been the actual meal itself. Indeed, plenty of protein, plenty of fat. Ooh, it's good. It's good, it's good. It was part of the feast. We also had some prime ribeyes, which are a delight. Yes, yes. Well done all around. Okay. Um, garlic facts. And they're fun. In they case are fun. you were wondering, they are fun. They're facts. fun and garlicky. Number one, worldwide consumption mm-hmm. of garlic is believed to be two pounds per person per year. Hmm. All right. I believe it. And I think we probably. We're probably well in excess of oh, that yeah. to help those of you who don't eat much. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, studies have shown that garlic is good at lowering blood pressure. Hell yes. I may, next time I get pissed off, I may just eat a teaspoon of garlic and see what happens. Okay. Besides my breath smelling funny. Yeah. Um, three, cut garlic releases allicin. Yes. Allicin. A-L-L-I-C-I-N. A listen. All listen. 
All listen. All listen. There we go. Something. You did it. Um, it's a powerful antifungal and antibiotic. Yes. So. Which is why it cured my freaking abscess. Well, that, and it's why I regularly put a teaspoon in my underpants, just okay. in case of antibacterial, right. antifungal things. Yeah. I don't do that, but it sounds disgusting to try. It sounds terrible. Number four, garlic is packed with micronutrients, including magnesium, potassium, zinc, selenium, and manganese. Don't forget never, the manganese. Never forget the manganese. We always forget it. Everyone overlooks it. Yes. Such a ridiculous thing to overlook it. Uh -huh. And number five, the word garlic means spear plant in Anglo-Saxon. Why is that, do you think? Because it sprouts, it sprouts those spears coming up out of it. You know what know. it looks like when you let it sit on the... It looks more like a long. deformed teardrop. I don't know. I don't, I can't, I don't see the... The spear plant portion. Well, but think about when it sprouts, not when it's like... I don't like to think about it when it sprouts. But... That creeps me out. It may creep you out, but think about those sprouts that are coming Don't eat the it. sprout. There's actually a little bit of poison in the sprout. Ooh, okay. Stay away from don't that. Don't eat the sprouts. Okay. I won't. Meg. I never have, and I Meg, never will. stop eating the sprouts. <laughs> the garlic sprouts. Okay. Um, garlic can be used to treat cold sores... And acne, and this is because of the antibiotic properties of okay. it. I've I've never tried. I don't. I've never really been a cold sore person. Mm -hmm. um, and I've never really had acne. I've had the odd pimple here and there. Yeah, maybe next time you get one, just the pop most, that garlic right on the face. The most recent pimple I had was on my hip. Really? That's weird, right? It's strange. I'm not a, I'm not proud of it. I, I don't know why I shared that. I'm a little even, embarrassed now that I said it. I literally didn't even know that. Yep. You kept it private until this very moment. I my hips don't lie and I keep them <laughs> private. Just for the record. <laughs> that was almost Tobo Chico through the nose. Almost. <laughs> I saved it though. Hey, if it's your birthday today, first of all, happy birthday. First of all, happy birthday. You do share your birthday. Second of all, happy birthday. Thank you. And if you had birthdays uh, Friday or Saturday. Then happy birthday. Yes, happy birthday to you all as well. If you share, if you have your birthday today on the 19th, uh -huh. you do share it with Jane Mansfield. She was a famous American actress. Was she married to Charlie Manson? No, that's two different last names okay. and a different time frame. Just check it. Uh, she did become, she was a very famous actress, a sort of a bombshell type uh, figure in American cinema. She, in fact, had become the first major American actress in a post-silent Hollywood film to have a nude scene. It was what? A, yeah. Were there nude scenes during That's, silent films? Well, I should have done a more of a deep dive on wow. this. As you all know, on Mondays, I produce the show. I am not... Anywhere near as good as the deep dive at the deep dive as you are. Well, I would have missed the entirety of the rest of the notes for the show. <laughs> you would have been just like, trying to figure out if there were there were silent nudes. Click click click. Silent film nude scenes. Why is the FBI outside? <laughs> but she did have a, a nude scene in the nineteen sixty three film Promises Promises. Wow. So there's that. Can we watch that later? Let's see if we can find it. Okay. Uh, you also share it with Dr. Kim Weaver. She's an American astrophysicist and astronomer. You may be, if you've ever, if you like to nerd out about space, Dr. Weaver appears in a lot of like TV Dr. shows. Kim Sigourney Weaver? No, wrong. Of alien? Now, she does know about aliens, but Dr. Kim Weaver is just here to talk to you about astrophysics. And she appears on a lot of, uh, you know, probably like Discovery Channel shows, okay. those things where they're talking about space. Has she ever made a silent nude movie? I don't think she has, although no. she's got time. She's missing out. Yeah. She has. You also share your birthday with an actor, James Franco, known for many roles, including... He was uh, nominated for an Academy Award for his portrayal of mountaineer Aaron Ralston in the movie 127 Hours. Did he eat humans? He, it's it's not quite cannibalism, but he is, you may remember this he story. He just licked it. He didn't eat it. No. You may remember the story. There's a whole biography about him. The, the movie that James Franco is in is called 127 Hours. It was about Aaron Ralston who had to sever his own arm after getting stuck under a dislodged boulder in a canyon in 
Utah. Utah. You and your arm-severing canyons. You know what else is in Utah? Um, yes. Moab? Yes, that's what I was yeah, going to say. Yeah, Moab. That's a big jeeping thing. That's a big jeeping thing. It's not on my bucket list. Isn't yet, it? But it might be. It's on your secret bucket list. Maybe. It's more like my satchel list, which isn't quite into the bucket. It's just over here on the side. I haven't let it go, but I'm not fully embracing it. Okay. Well, happy birthday, April 19th, babies. So and satchel. Around. I said satchel. Yes. And quite often people reference that as the anatomical no anatomical man part. So oh, it's plainly a patriarchal term. There we go. I knew that was coming. As I soon can't as you said stop satchel. grabbing my beard. Your beard is so long. It's long. It's the longest it's ever been. Yes, it is. Well, yeah, more or less. Do you think it's gotten to terminal length yet? Nope. Not even close. You're just going to keep going. Going to keep going. Okay. See where it takes us. Well. Wait, you have to introduce what we're doing next. Um, Week in Awesome. Yeah, this is the Week in Awesome. But week like W-E-A-K. No. Like no, no. it's Week Awesome. Um, it may be Week Awesome. I don't know. I haven't read the notes. You so are getting a truly raw exposure to me. On TikTok, they call this a blind react. Yes. Uh, this was, you might have missed it last Week in Awesome. Okay. Well, number one, you have titled Fieri on fire with fundraising. Do you appreciate the alliteration of that? I do. Okay. I do. Um, love him or hate him. Guy Fieri of Food Network fame. He has a big personality. He also has a big heart. Mm -hmm. And this, I think a lot of people miss. They get all consumed in his flamboyancy, mm -hmm. his crazy hair, his... Mm -hmm. Plain overreaction to a lot of things that aren't yes. that exciting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He does really, truly have yes. an awesome heart. Yes. I will give him that credit. Yeah. Now, last spring, he helped launch the Restaurant Employee Relief Fund, or the RERF, <laughs> as some people may or may not know it. <laughs> I is. don't think anyone calls it that. But I okay. just did. Okay. Um, yeah. They've raised, at this point, $25 million. That's not a small amount of change. That is not a small amount of change. Okay. Um, this four restaurant staff that have been facing financial struggles because of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. uh, certainly, this is a a employment group that's just been hammered. Yes. Um, Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet. Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. As, as he says in his words, quote, you know, so many people work in the restaurant industry, in multiple jobs, second jobs, uh, single moms, single parents, students, retirees, and the restaurant industry is massively important to our communities. And he's so right. Yes. He really is. This is something they are like from a, anybody, any of you who've coached football would appreciate the statement to say they're like the offensive linemen. Yes. The only time, the only time they're ever noticed is when they've screwed up. Mm -hmm. But in the meantime, most of them are just kicking ass yes. and doing a good job and they just don't get any credit. Right. And they've been, they've been hurt severely mm -hmm. by all of this. He told CBS uh, news of the initiative. And he said, and so when I saw this coming, I said, we've got to do something to get some money to these folks. Yep. And if there were ever a more meaningful endeavor, I don't know, because this isn't, hmm, and I can, I'll probably offend someone when I say this. Buckle up. No, nah, you don't need to buckle up. You just need to be <laughs> prepared to take your hurt feelings and screw off mm -hmm. or something. I, I didn't say that. No. Um, 
people that work in this industry, mm-hmm. the key word here is work. Yeah. They're not sitting around waiting on a damn handout yeah. for doing nothing I deserve for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. They are out there trying yeah. as hard as they can with what they've got, what's available to them to make things work. And so I can't think of a more meaningful yes. group to contribute to mm-hmm. somebody who already is they're in the habit of killing themselves yeah. for no thanks just to try to make it. Yes. And I think this is noble. And I will share this, and not as a celebration of me, but maybe as an encouragement to other people. When I go out to eat, and this hasn't been true my whole life. This has been true for maybe the last 8 to 10 years. When I go out somewhere, I don't care if all I had was a cup of coffee. I will never leave less than a $20 tip. Mm-hmm. Even if the service was piss poor, just because these are people taking a job that's you're not going to go brag about to your friends, doing a thing, trying to make ends meet. And so I will always contribute to that. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I've, I leave regularly a stupid amount of money tip to the point where I've been grabbed on the way out to the door to be asked, do you want your change? Do you want it? Nope. Just, just take it and leave me alone. I don't. I don't want the credit, and that's not why I'm talking about it. I don't want the credit. I don't right. want any of that. I'm saying treat these people well. Absolutely. And I think it's well worth noting that that is a, something you've grown into. That mm-hmm. did not used to be your no uh, practice. I, I used to have the perspective of, well, it's 15% minus whatever they screwed up. Right. Yeah. Very uh, very assy perspective. I, it took some maturation on my part to get past that. Yep. All right. All right. Well, of course, vaccines are all in the news these days, talking yeah. about, of course, everyone has on their mind the COVID vaccine, but you guys, there was other important vaccine news that came out in the past week. The International AIDS Vaccine Initiative announced earlier, actually this year, that a phase one clinical trial of an experimental vaccine that primed the immune system using a very unique approach. I did not, I did some reading on this. I was like, there's no way I can speak to this eloquently. So I'm going to try to make this just, mm-hmm. let's just take the the uh, the sort of bird's eye view of this. Yeah, so yeah. I, if you're a doctor, you yep. go read up and you'll be That's right. titillated and excited on yes. your own. Anyway, using a unique approach in order to prevent HIV. And the targeted response in these clinical trials was that 97% of the participants who received the vaccine, there was this immune response showing that we could have a vaccine that would prevent people from contracting HIV. I saw this. Did you? I actually saw this. I did not read extensively. It was a fast as I was skimming over other stuff. I saw this and for people of, of, my considerable number of years of age, um, <laughs> what immediately popped to my mind, because this was the most uh, celebrity yeah. event was, do you have a guess? Well, Magic Johnson comes Exactly right, first. Magic Johnson. Yeah, so you and I, were in our mid-40s. I mean, we came up in the time where we saw the AIDS epidemic take root. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of fear and misconception. It's and, why I'm still a virgin. Well, and the fact that we I can't trust kids. you. I don't know where you've been. Okay. Anyway, it was a, a major topic of concern and mm-hmm. of public health for a while. And then you kind of, we haven't, in our country, we haven't maybe had the media spotlight on in a while, but I did not know this. HIV still affects 38 million people globally. Yeah, yeah. So an HIV vaccine has been really difficult to develop because the virus itself mutates so quickly. Mm -hmm. That's why this news about a possible HIV vaccine to prevent people from contracting it is so exciting. In fact, scientists are excited about this development, not just because it could eradicate HIV, but also the technology that they used, again, this goes way into the weeds of immunology, things that are way above my head, but the technology that they're discovering through the development of this vaccine could have far-reaching effects in creating vaccines for some of these other tricky viruses that do tend to mutate and have been very difficult to develop vaccines around. It could, could, and this is a big could, it could protect astronauts who are landing on Mars to randomly have sex there. 
why did we bring the astronauts back into it? They're just trying to explore space. Just they're following the lead of Captain James T. Kirk, who managed to have a lot of space sex. A lot of space sex. Space sex. See, well, now we're back to space sex. You took it there. Don't act like it was an accident. (laughs) Well, this next. Little lovely topic is about beer for dogs. Yeah, because hey, dogs deserve a beer too. Think to be able to crack open a cold one. Yeah, with their little non-opposable <laughs> weird dew claw, right? The yeah. dew claw you can get enough leverage and pop a top. That's right. Well, last fall, Bush Beer announced the release of non-alcoholic beer for dogs, which I think is bullshit. Dogs everywhere are like, why? We can handle it. We've been biting cans of bush line (laughs) open for decades. (laughs) Well, Bush is looking to hire someone's pet as a chief tasting officer for the dog brew. It's a C-level position for somebody's dog. We should definitely put our two mongrels... Uh, they claim they claim they're registered Bosties. Yeah. They're not. Don't bullshit yeah, yourself. No. Yeah. You can look at them. Yeah. One of them looks like a rat. The other one looks like a pig rat. <laughs> they're not purebred. What, what exactly would a chief tasting officer do? Well, they'd taste the varieties and formulations of the dog brew. And it's not too shabby of a gig. All right. The dog chosen will get... Pet insurance. That's important. That's every every pet owner knows this, especially <laughs> when you've been to the pet ER oh, twice in a 12-hour period that started at 8 p.m. <sighs> yeah. Ended at 4 o'clock in the morning the next morning. That was, of all the things I've done in my life, <laughs> I've never done that for a child. I've never done that for a human child of my own. But we did it for a dog. Yes, we did. Um, additionally... Along with the pet insurance, yeah. the dog will get both free dog brew okay. and a $20,000 a year salary. Not too shabby for old puppers over I there. I feel like if I, were, if I were homeless, I'd be gathering up every dog I could and making a run at this. <laughs> or even if you just wanted to... Have a little extra pocket change. That's a lot of pocket change. No matter your housing situation. Yes. Now, the original dog brew is available in a four-pack because dogs only have four paws. Oh, okay. You can only have one in each paw. Okay. 12-ounce cans, right? Yeah. It's made from bone broth. Okay. Bone-in pork butt. Delish. Whole corn. Okay. Why? Dogs don't eat corn. Celery, basil, mint, turmeric, ginger. These aren't dog foods. This is to make humans feel better about their dog beer. I I think it's ridiculous. Just give them the beer. So they're saying their dog brew has actual whole corn in it? I guess. How? Why? I guess. I, I don't know. I don't know. I was really on board with the dog brew, but now I'm like, I questioning don't it, right? Understand. Well, if you're wanting to get your hands on some, you'll have to wait. It sold out immediately on the day of initial release. Now, Bush has indicated that you can enter your dog into the running for this quote unquote scholarship. Uh-huh. You can do this via social media and using the hashtag. Bush CTO contest. That's for chief tasting officer. Chief tasting officer. I was just getting ready to ask, what the hell? But it's chief <laughs> tasting officer. Okay. Again, it's the new executive level suite. I guess. They, they're not going to get the, the... How many the executive officers office? do you know that sniff the crotches of other people? <laughs> you might be you surprised. You might be surprised. <laughs> All right, what we need to talk about next, another important and exciting scientific discovery. Yes, it is, as I skimmed the notes. Yes, we've got some innovation in the world of poop. Poo. Poo, you like to say poo. I do. I like to put the P on it. It leaves people hanging. They're like, is is he going to say the other P? Mm -hmm. What's happening next? Where are we? Well, I'll tell you where we are. Scientists at the Urban Utilities Water Management Plant, Plant in Queensland, Australia. Don't trust the Aussies. You should trust them because look what they've developed. They've grown a superbug from scratch. That doesn't mean it's good. Well, 
Keep listening, sir. You should decide. I'm skeptical, but I'm trying. This superbug is remarkable because it has an unusually large appetite for sewage. So do our dogs. That's true. Just turn the Vosties loose on the sewage plant and see what happens. Well, the bacteria that they've developed is called an Anamex bug. Anamex bug? Anamex. Anamox. Um, A-N-A-M-M-O-X. Yes. These bacteria were devised as a response to rapidly growing population in Queensland. More people, of course, if you are in any kind of city management situation, you know more people means more poop and general wastewater. But mostly we're worried about the poop. If you doubt it, where was it? Was it Kentucky that had the, the... Dog food plant that released the whatever into the sewage <gasps> oh line that blew gosh, it up and nobody for- had toilets that worked. I forgot about that. Yeah. It's only in moments like that that you realize how much poo people are making. That's absolutely right. Well, a couple of times. It was a real shit mess. It was a real shit show. As it show. were. And a shit show. A couple of times we've had our own private shit show here where we've mm. had some sewage problems and we couldn't use our toilet for like a day. Yep. A family of seven... And only six of us potty trained. Uh, That's everyone except me. <laughs> a lot of poop happens just in one day. Now imagine mm-hmm. the city level of that. There's nothing, I shouldn't say nothing. There are a few things more disgusting to me than when you've pooped on top of poop and there's no flushability. Yeah. It's just a we've done that. all the poop. It's terrible and we've done it. I even threw the extra pee on the end. Yeah, you did. Yeah. That's how strongly you feel about it. Yeah, it was the puh at the end. Whew. Well, thank goodness for these Animax, Animox, Animox bugs. They are grown on small plastic discs, and they move those discs over into the sewage tanks. They are, the bacteria thrive, thrive off of the nitrogen and ammonium found in the sewage. Mm-hmm. Provides That's a, what I thrive on. <laughs> provides a natural and more eco-friendly solution for wastewater Treatment now traditional wastewater uses uses significant amounts of chemicals and energy to deal with all of the poop and the pee and the other things in there. Yeah. So a natural, energy efficient alternative is a welcome and frankly necessary change. And as a bonus, these superbugs are going to save the urban utilities plant a half a million dollars in Australian dollars per year. Mm-hmm. So. So does that mean ultimately they're trying to convince people to drink what's salvageable off of their own poo? I don't know, but remember how we were just talking about that mountaineer, Aaron Ralston, I think his name is? He ate poo? He had he drank his own urine while he was stuck well, under that boulder. As how? we would know, know from the movie Dodgeball, it is in fact sterile and some people like the taste. <laughs> And if you doubt what I'm saying, go watch the movie Dodgeball that, with Vince Vaughn. It is Vince Vaughn. How do you catalog these things into your brain? How can you get rid of them? I can't. It's a worthless <laughs> fact, so I can't get rid of it. Okay. White Claw. Only make it drunker. All right, let's hear about it. White Claw. Hard seltzer. What? Shot. Shot. It's a shot? I thought they came in cans. They shot to popularity. Oh, okay. I'm Track sorry. with me here. There we go. They shot into popularity. Yes. And indeed they did. And especially with the rise of COVID, there are myriad... They're old now. There's, there's not new ones that I've seen in a while. But for a while, the TikTok... Oh, man. They were all about the White Claw. It was White Claw talk. Yeah. Um, they're, they're now outdoing themselves. Yeah. How, you may ask? Well, original cans of White Claw contained... 5% ABV, alcohol by volume, um, which is astounding when you look at, in Oklahoma, that 3.2 is the standard for a can of beer. It's, well, it used to be. It's, now we got 6. We have 6. Point. We've always had 6. Point. Are you going to make me go down this whole path? We've talked about it before. We've gone so, down this path. Yes. It used to be that you could buy 6. Point beer, but you had to buy it at the liquor, liquor store. The yeah. liquor? The liquor no, store. The, the liquor store. <laughs> But it could not be refrigerated. Now, right. there have been some law changes, all of that. But even still, the, the bulk of beer that's sold here is still 3.2. Okay. Um, but, yeah, they, they were like, no, what, 3.2? Screw that. I'm at 5. Mm-hmm. Um, but the White Claw surge has upped that from 5 to 8. That's literally 
just almost it's shy of three beers. Yeah. Of the Ameri- of the American, no, the Oklahoman variety. <laughs> the surge comes in blood orange and cranberry flavors. That blood orange sounds good. Blood orange beer? I don't know. Well, I feel like beer should just no, be no. beer. It's hard seltzer. It's not beer. Now listen. It's beer. Hard seltzer is not beer. It's what do you, okay, what's seltzer? Seltzer is bubbly, a right? Bubbly carbonated drink. No, no, no. It's not fruity. Okay. If you went and bought a, a can of seltzer okay, or right. a bottle of seltzer water. It's bubbly. It's bubbly and that's it. There yeah. isn't it's it's the iocane powder of bubbly. There's no taste, no smell. It's just there. Well, but when you make it hard. Well, the hardness is the alcohol, but alcohol has no flavor. Okay. That's true. It's also iocane powder. <laughs> it's all of the iocanes and one thing. Um, they've added a blood orange flavor yes. or a cranberry flavor yes. to these, which yes. makes it weird to me. Hmm. It's like make up your mind. It's like, it's basically a weak wine. Yeah. With like bubbles. A, like a wine cooler. Yeah. Yeah. Except that, hey, if you're going to go that route, at least go 12 to 15%, which I, 15 or 18, I think, is the upper limit of, of wine. Have you ever had a wine cooler? I have, ashamedly, yes. Have you? hmm I've I... also had a Zemo with a Jolly Rancher in it. What? I I lost, I, my man card was suspended for eight months because I, of that. This is brand new information to me. Mm-hmm. I have had Zima. I've had a probably a sip of a Zima with a wine cooler in it because that was when I was in college and I was a goody two-shoes who didn't drink because mm-hmm. I was under the legal limit. But the Jolly Rancher made it okay. Yeah, it did. But I've never had a wine cooler. They're not that good. Oh, okay. They're not that good. Honestly, it reminded me of... Uh, the one I had at the time, it reminded me of like a weird soured bed Michelob light, which is already bad. Uh-huh. And then if you let it go worse, okay. yeah. Um, no offense to anybody that likes those. Like what you like. Like I'm what not, you like. like I'm not criticizing. Love. I'm saying I didn't like it. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, there. Any anyway, White Claw is also releasing three new flavors, okay. but only in the five percent formulation. Okay. There will be strawberry, pineapple, and blackberry. So check your grocery and or liquor stores that are near you. Or, hey, screw it. Hop in the car and ride five hours. Who cares? Just go check stores somewhere if this is interesting to you. But do not drink and drive. Don't drink and drive. Or this isn't my advice. This is advice from other rednecks who I know. And that the only way you'll ever get good drinking and driving is if you practice. No. I don't advocate that. No. And I don't practice it myself. Of those flavors, blood orange, cranberry, strawberry, pineapple, blackberry, would which of those, if you had to, gun to your head, mm. which would you willingly drink? Or under duress, I guess, if it guns to your head. Under duress. Yeah. Either cranberry or blackberry. Yeah, blackberry sounding real good. I could see cranberry because I don't at all dislike a little bit of cranberry juice with some vodka, even though okay. I don't have a bladder infection. Okay. And that's often what's affiliated with And if you do have a bladder infection, it's like two birds, one stone. Two birds, one stone. Exactly. I forgot to put that we have a trending of amusing uh, telling. Tell us about it. I sent you the link, but I didn't didn't read the article. I just wanted you to enjoy it because this was your episode. You did. Well, here's what happened, okay? Two women, one age 39, one 61, women who are old enough to know better, they did try to unsuccessfully use a, I need you to just pause and listen to this, a $1 million bill Yeah, at a Dollar General store in Tennessee. That's where you would use it because everyone knows there's a lot of shit to buy at the Dollar General. Well, there is a lot to buy there. I don't know that you need a million-dollar bill to do it. I would wager that you could buy the whole store. Two wishful would-be criminals in Tennessee were cautioned. Cautioned. Not Florida man, but Tennessee woman. Yeah, by police uh, last week. After trying to use a counterfeit, I mean, surprise of all, shock to everyone, a counterfeit $1 million bill to pay for their goods at a dollar general store, they were actually arrested, not just cautioned. There's a, there's a line there. But they gotta, were, yeah, they got to arrest you. They were arrested. The pair appeared to be, uh, they were at the, ca- the cash register. They were just going to try to check out 
they just tried to slide that million dollar yep. bill across the desk. The you got cashier, changed for a million? Yeah. <laughs> the cashier was like, wait just a damn minute. Yeah. I don't even have change for a hundred. I ain't worked here that long, but this shit ain't right. When they were questioned by police, one of them said that she'd received it in the mail from a church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's true. Was for- it Joel Osteen's church? Uh, yeah, you would think so, but when they were further questioned, uh, they were like, they couldn't really give any answers on what church or exactly. Or they wouldn't. Yeah, what church exactly was sending out million-dollar bills through the U.S. mail. Whose picture was on the $1 million bill? Uh, they didn't. They did not go into the details. I want to know what their $1 million bill looked like. I looked for pictures. I could mm-hmm. not find anything. So uh, you're telling me it was Joe Biden's picture? It's possible. I mean, that feels right. With a one million dollar bill, you could just like make it look like anything if you wanted yeah, to. Yeah, or just throw in trillions of dollars of stimulus packages that don't actually stimulate anything. That's that's a political opinion. It is. Uh, what I want you to understand is that I have been to the Dollar General or a few in my life. Mm-hmm. Genuinely, I very highly doubt that they could take your hundred dollar bill. Hundred, yeah. Um, they won't even hardly take a debit card there. It's true that you got to go through all the steps to do it. So anyway, I just, you sent this to me. I had to read about it. It is amusing to me. I mean, like if you're going to try to pass a counterfeit bill, you got to keep it like, keep it realistic. A million dollars. Nobody's ever seen a million dollar bill. Does that actually even exist? If you can walk out of Dollar General with a hundred dollars worth of goods. Yeah. Because everything's cheap there. It's the dollar general. That's it's why they the, call it that. It's generally a dollar. <laughs> if you can exceed $100, you've pulled something off in and of itself. Don't sit around like, I expect my $999,900 back in change. Don't get stupid with it. So that's a word to the wise. If you're going to try to pass counterfeit... Keep it realistic. Yes. You yes. will get the cops called on you if you try to push it beyond what seems reasonable. Yeah. yeah. And hey, cops aren't stupid. And apparently neither are cashiers at the Dollar General. They're not stupid either. At least not that level of stupid on either account. And we're all stupid in some way. Sure. But that's pushing a little too far. Yeah. Well, I think you know what it's time for. Well, what time is it? It is time to, in fact, whirl, whirl, watch, read, listen, life. I like to draw the F. You do. Lifestyle. Megan loves the F, as evidenced by prior episodes, where she dropped an F. I'm almost In bomb-like fashion. In bomb-like fashion. I'm hesitant to talk about our watch, because apparently it elicits very bad language for me. But we have continued with our last rewatch. Yes, we have. It's been delightful. Deep into season three. I hate the others. You hate them. I hate them. I especially Ben. I'm always intrigued by how much you hate him because, like, he has to be there to provide the tension and the mm-hmm. conflict. I have known three Bens in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. One has been on the show. Okay. And yes, I know him, trust me. Yeah. The other the other two, one of them, I'd say at most he was benign. Okay. And the other was a really good dude. He used to be our neighbor. Yeah. I actually saw him not too long ago. He stopped by because mail of theirs had been delivered to their old home and we had a little bit of a, a re- reunited and it feels so good yeah, as yeah. the song lyrics say. So are you mad that Ben Linus is sullying the name of no, Ben's no. Everywhere? No, I feel like I've not been exposed to enough Ben's to have a okay. a solid opinion one way or the other. So I'm indifferent by the fact that he's done nothing to help contribute towards either direction because I would prefer yeah. for any name to be either solidly good or solidly bad. I don't like the middle ground. That's a reasonable take on Ben Linus. Um, he's a jackass is too nice of a word. Yeah, I mean, or, it's a villain or compound word, as it were. Here's the thing that I'm deeply appreciating about rewatching Lost. Mm-hmm. You got lost again. Yeah, you got relost. Relost. I lost myself. When you're not watching it for the first time, you don't get 
quite so caught up in the questions and the mysteries and the Easter eggs and what does this mean? What does this symbol mean? You have, you're able to take the broad view. Mm-hmm. So I've been thinking a lot about the writing and the story arcs of hmm. this series, and it's been just completely delightful. Now, we did watch the infamous How Jack Got His Tattoos episode. And yes, it's, yes. You know, it's bad. It's he not- knows what they mean. Does he? There was a lot of conflict around that. Yes. But anyway, that's been our primary watch continuing on. I'm sure you all are a little overhearing about it, but that's truly what we're watching. I guess you could go try to find the 1963 film Promises, Promises. Yes, you could. Or I, I want to pull back, though, for a minute and okay. say, so Ben Linus, the character. Yeah. You said just now that you were focused more on the literary aspect. Yeah. I'm a very visual person. Right. And so, I mean, cast someone else in that role. Put Michael Scott in there from The Office. Mm-hmm. Doesn't work, right? No. It's a different thing. And so I'm very visually, experientially oriented with things. And I look and I say, whoever, and I don't know his name, the actor. That Michael played, Emerson. Michael Emerson. Okay, whatever. I'll never remember that again um, because that's who I am. He has... Bless his heart. Horrific eyes. And by horrific, I think you mean evil. Well, they're evil. They're One, they're always open way too far. Yeah. And in my own life experience, which means nothing to anyone except me, anybody with their eyes open that far naturally is unnatural, and you can't trust him. Okay. And so he's got that really, he's got a lot of things, but that's natural to him. It wasn't like he's doing that special for the role. That's who he is. They, I would say they typecast the evil into the spot. You can't trust him. I don't like it. It bothers me. But at the same time, I appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, I agree. He, to me, it's just so great because in season three, you have an actual, I've said this before, but you have an embodiment of the conflict. It's not just like this ethereal. Someone finally to assign your hatred towards. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And he fills that role beautifully. Yeah. He is also one of the leads on person of interest. Yep. And we were talking about this the other night. He's also a prick in that show. Yeah. Just he's likable prick instead of unlikable prick. Sure. It's a fine line. Yeah. He's still typecast into a role. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right. Um, what are we? Nobody reads in our house anymore. I um, just, we just haven't had time. No, life has been moving so quickly, even on the weekend. Weekends are usually when I. I feel like both of us. We have a little bit of downtime. So we drink a lot and pass out, blackout, pass out, blackout, one or the other, both? I mean... Not that part. No, but we have a little bit of downtime. We kind of pursue our own interests, things that we've been Mm -hmm. meaning to get to. But I don't know. Life has just been moving really quickly lately, so... Yeah. Here's something stupid about this weekend. Yeah. And honestly, this whole last week. Ugh. It's, It's spring, damn it. It's spring, and that's phenomenal, except that Oklahoma is like, oh, what? No, we don't honor temperatures and things. It's been cold. We've had the heater running in the house again. I don't like it. It's made it impossible to wash Lola, and she desperately needs a bath. Yeah. We haven't been just running the heat at night, though we have been running at night, but also sometimes during the day because it's just so... It's cold and damp. Now, the sun is out today, but even still, it's It's still cold. I still had to wear my... My aggressive yes. Carhartt imitation coat. Yeah. Carhartt's what cool people wear, I guess. Oh, I guess I didn't know that. I wouldn't know. I'm not cool. You're imitation cool. Yes. That's that's probably the truest thing anyone's ever said about me. <sighs> okay, good. Um, how about listening? Well, you introduced me to the song. I can't remember if we've mentioned it on the show or not, but it's growing on me. Well, we've mentioned in the past... House of Pain with Jump Around, yeah, which is a great song. I think we referenced that originally in in light of a get yourself amped up to kick ass for the day song. If you also would like another House of Pain uh, hype song, start off your week, start off your day, top of the morning to you. Top of the morning to you. If you're like, if you have to do something that's going to cause you to be like, you're going to have to aggress into it. You're going to mm-hmm. be aggressive. You got to like really show up. With some force, physical or otherwise, Top of the Morning to You is a great 
pipe song. If you have any Irish or Scottish heritage in you, you'll feel this inner surge of kinship bubbling up where you basically want to take a shot of whiskey and punch somebody in the face. Before 8 o'clock in the morning. Before 8 o'clock, but in a very healthy way. Okay. You disagree? No. I, I, I am affirming to myself that it's healthy. It's a good, it's a good getting yourself <laughs> ready to conquer something song. Conquer it. Conquer your lifestyle. What you got? Um, well, for lifestyle, um, bad typing in my notes. Yeah. We already talked about the, the lunch thing. You know what you didn't talk about? What? It's a nitsy. It's oh, National no. Garlic Day, so go down some garlic. But here, I need you to tell the people it's a nitsy. This is from the absolutely Eastern European block ancestry within me. Um, my grandfather, on my mother's side, full blood Czech. He was Czechoslovakian. That no longer exists. Now you're Czech Republic, right? That's the name of the country. I mean, I think you can still say you're Czechoslovakian uh, by heritage. I would have to hear that from a different source to believe it. Okay. I think you're guessing. I guess you're guessing. Yeah, so he was he was legit old country, all that. He was the first in his family of 13 children to be born in the U.S. Um, it, was, it was a bit of an oppressive thing yep. back then for them in that country. My great-grandfather... His father was a steeple builder, but not by choice, by assignment. Um, he as a person was terrified of heights, which was all of that combined. Part of the reason, part of the inspiration to immigrate to the United States of America. Yep. In any event, among the Czech dishes, um, as is true of many cultures, the best food always comes from the, the lower socioeconomic class. They take the garbage, whatever, leftover that the rich people didn't want to eat, and they do something magnificent within cooking to make it delightful. And Yitzinitsi or Yitzernitsi, there's one of the beautiful things about the Czech language is that every word can be pronounced different ways. Mm -hmm. um, it is most often made from pig brain, which sounds pretty grotesque. There's other things too, but definitely... Like the whole head is cooked and the brains and other meats and things from the face and whatnot are used. Mm. The the yeah. amount of garlic that is in it, it's it's record setting. It will cure what ails you. It'll cure everything. Literally. It'll cure everything. What you do, because all that, don't think like sausage links made out of this. That's not what it is. Mm. It's It's a block of hamburgerized ground up stuff. And ideally what you do is you freeze it and then you thaw it out just enough to slice off just as thinly as you can pieces of it. And then you skillet fry it until the whole thing is crispy. Mm -hmm. um, sounds gross. I know. It's incredible. It's incredible. And quite honestly, if you had AIDS, this might have been the first cure that nobody ever knew about because of all the garlic in it. Because of all the garlic. It's insane. It's very good. Um, I've never had it. Your grandfather passed away before he was able to uh, mm -hmm. make that for me. I've never had the it's and it's. Maybe someday you'll make it for me. We'll see. It would involve procuring a pig brain, so... That's true, and I use my pig brains for other things. Okay, good. I love to throw a bag of pig brains on people's porches when they've irritated <laughs> when me. When they've wronged you. When they've wronged me. It's fulfilling. It's enriching. All right, we're going to have to wrap up because we actually have plans. Which is the second lifestyle. Yes. We are going to go responsibly dine with dear friends. Yes. And they are dear friends. I'm looking forward to it. Of all of the friends in our lives right now, this is the one couple I think who I would dare to say are my best friends. Well, all right. Sounds good. Let's wrap it up so we can get on over there. We're going to eat food. And if all goes well. Whether we remove clothing or not, we're going to smoke cigars. Why would we need to take our clothes off? Um, I feel like all good events involve some form of clothes removal. Uh, don't they? I Where, don't know. Who raised me? Have I grown up with apes? I belch like one. Apparently. What's going on here? Why are you naked shaming me? I don't want to naked shame you. You but already have. As you noted, it, the weather's not the best for disrobing at this moment. 
It depends how much you've had to drink. Oh, that's a fair point. Any good redneck knows this. That's true. Okay. I think that's a good note to end on. All right. On. So we're at least going topless. You're welcome to. You won't? It's too chilly for me. Oh, then I'm not going. Okay. Sorry, friends. In the meantime, have an awesome today, would you? Please do. Bye. Bye. Wait, you were supposed I to I know. That you stole okay. it from me. Rewind. Not edited, but you go ahead. In the meantime, have an awesome today, would you? Please do. Bye. Bye. Dog food should not be consumed by humans. Would it be okay for humans to drink dog beer? Do dogs really need their own beer? Or would they be just as happy with human beer? Find Awesome Today and Sorta Awesome Media on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok and literally everywhere podcasts are found. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.